Hello and welcome to another episode of Chatting with the Cardinals. I'm Cooper Welch. Joining me as always is my co-host, John Washington. And today we've got another special treat. We've got the head football coach of Lamar University, Blaine Morgan. Thank you so much for joining us today, coach. Yeah, awesome. Awesome to be with you guys. Thank you very much again. And today we're going to be discussing with Coach Morgan, um, obviously, the impact of COVID-19 on his spring season, uh, some of the challenges he's faced, and uh, of course, we'll get to the lighter, lighter-hearted stuff near the end of the episode. Um, but first, uh, Coach, I've heard a rumor that you actually had to move your family during this whole social distancing thing. I'm sure there's been some really challenging moments during that time. Absolutely. I mean, we were we were directly affected by uh, by COVID nineteen with our move. Um, in fact, our our stuff got delayed a little over a week and a half from you know the normal delivery time, and so that was uh, for us. It was you know it really what it what it allows you to do is when you have a bed to sleep on and you have shelter and you have your family, it kind of you know, kind of grounds you and, and lets you know that, you know, that that's kind of what you need in life is you need your family and you need, uh, you need a place to lay your head and shelter and, and you can, you can pretty much survive and thrive with, with just the basics. You don't need, you don't need all the other stuff. So, um, I think that's kind of what it would, we, we didn't have our stuff for a little while and, uh, and our, our driver got, he actually got sidelined because of uh, a respiratory uh, issue that he had had. Um, and so that just delayed our, delayed our move a little bit, but it was just a minor, a minor uh, blip on the screen. Wow. I can't imagine going through something like that, um, but I'm glad to see you're on the other side now. And then, yeah, we, we actually, my, my, son and I thought it'd be a great idea to drive and literally we missed the uh you know California kind of went to the in-home uh you know lockdown type deal um Mm -hmm. shortly like two or three days after we drove out of the state so um the our our timing was pretty good (laughs) as far as my son and I uh leaving the state and we even had some adventures along the way so those will, uh, we'll, we'll keep those, uh, with, 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 that, with ourselves, but, um, we had a fun drive out. Absolutely. Well, you know, we haven't seen the impact for football of, of a full season being canceled, but your spring game and your spring practices were, uh, talk about the impact that that has had on your program as a, as a first year head coach. And what do you think that impact will be on the whole football world uh this 2020 football season coming up you know i think the, i think the hardest part um and i don't think a lot of people understand just with football there's so many uh interchangeable parts there's so many moving parts um just on a daily basis um and when you watch a football game you're talking about 11 guys on offense, 11 guys on defense. And then each special team has a new 11, uh, you know, new 11 people on the field with each special team. And so there's so many moving parts. And I think with the new programs that are just now taking over this off season, they really, uh, they don't have a great idea uh, of what, with, with no practice, obviously you don't, you, you don't know what you have personnel wise and you don't, 
get to really build an identity for your team. Um, and so I think that, that's the hardest part is just not knowing from a personnel standpoint what you have when you do when you when you are going to get on the field um, and then how that team's going to react together in different circumstances. And so I think those are the biggest challenges, just the unknown at this point. And then the more practice you have, I mean, the better, the better you're going to be as a team, um, the more you're going to be able to react to different situations. So I think those are kind of the first things you look at from a football standpoint um, without having any practice and coming into really a new situation. I think everybody around the country to a certain extent is, is facing all these same issues. Coach, how, I mean, you're right that everybody's facing it, but you know, you guys are new coaches. You're bringing in a whole new system. You know, I could see you guys were building the team chemistry and the camaraderie with the guys with the cage drills and everything like that. So like, in what ways are you going to try to combat, you know, this unforeseen circumstance and making sure that that, that team part is taken care of? Yeah, I think uh, I think up until spring break, we had done everything in the, within the offseason that we really wanted to to accomplish. Um, you know, we, we we did a cage drill, which was really dividing up into teams and doing team competition to really kind of push leaders uh, out to the front, make them make them have to lead and learn what leadership's all about. And so that that was really beneficial for us. The hardest part is going to be these next two months, you know, with two months off. Um, and, and I think what we have to, you know, if there's anything you can learn and teach a team during this time is sometimes in life you're going to have things that you can't control. How are we going to make the most of those things? And so from, a, from just a football perspective, um, X's and O's perspective, I think you're going to have to, you're going to see a lot of guys streamline what they do on the field. Um, and then from a, just a conditioning and a workout perspective, you're going to, you know, you're going to have uh, really, hopefully you get back and you can come back in June is what you're hoping, but you, you never know that you have a detailed plan as far as how do you get your guys physically ready to compete? Um, and, and, you know, always their safety is the number one thing that, that you're always concerned about, um, with injuries being such a key factor, um, in, in football, uh, as far as your success goes. So those are just a few of the things I think, uh, we've thought about and, um, we're going to just without spring practice right now, we're going to have to be pretty creative with moving forward. Um, with what we do from a football standpoint and then conditioning and implementing both at the same time. Absolutely. Well, what are some of the ways that you're um, facing those challenges? You know, how are you preparing for the 2020 season right now? Yeah, I think, I think what you can do, you, you take a step back and you say, okay, what can we do right now? Where, where can we get better? Um, and the things that, uh, that make it a little bit easier uh, to prepare is you're always recruiting as a, as a football staff. And so what we've done is, and I think every staff in the country is probably doing this right now, you, um, and you start, you, you get full two feet into recruiting. 
And then with, um, with your football and your video being able to be offline too, what you can do is start to really prepare for the season and the first few opponents, just start to take a look at, at, uh, you know, what you're going to see from an offensive, defensive, special team standpoint. Um, and what I've done this week is just kind of start that prep um, and, and start looking at our first two conference games, Incarnate Word and Stephen F. Austin, and then hopefully try to find some video on our first game, which is Mississippi College. And so you start prepping and, and do that. And I think the, the biggest thing is just the accountability piece, trying to keep a thumb on your on your team and first and foremost academically you know have them finish the season and then just on a daily basis trying to make sure that they're doing something as far as working out and you you just want them you know to to maintain some kind of stamina as far as strength and conditioning goes right well you talked about how uh it's going to be a little bit simplified, simplified the product on the field, just because you haven't had all those practices and reps. Uh, and you talked about the challenges of keeping them honest and accountable academically and conditioning, but what are some of the less obvious impacts that uh, the loss of these spring practices and games and all that time together is going to have on your program? Uh, I think, Less, less obvious. That's, that's a that's a really good question. Um, I think the things that the public might not be able to see is really the t- just that time together. I think is so valuable. Just gelling as a team um, and that daily process, which we got in the off season, but now you take two months away from that. And then you try to really, you're going to have a 10 week period to get ready for the season and you try to break that down. And so, um, that, that time, that just daily, just guys working hard together, guys pushing through adversity. Um, you know, when it starts to get hot here, just, and and then timing, timing, throwing, you know, timing on routes. And I think the number one thing that people won't see from, and X's and O's perspective is just your ability to adjust. If someone on offense or defense does something that, that is un, unexpected in a game, the more your staff is together, the more your players are together, they kind of know how to adjust and, and how to make adjustments um, as far as in-game goes. And when you haven't been together as a staff and as a team, then there are going to be a lot of unknowns going into that first game. I mean, just – um, the just lack of time together. Um, and, uh, that, but that, that's a good question. It's something that, um, that I haven't, I haven't thought about those things that everybody else, cause I, cause it, we, we kind of have a daily process right now with our staff and our team, what we're going through. And so, um, it's a good question. Well, you mentioned, uh, that the time together is the thing that's the less obvious impact and you're a very personable coach. So I assume that's also probably the thing that you miss most about being separated from your team right now. Absolutely. You just miss, you just miss that daily time together Mm -hmm. Um, out running on the field in the weight room, that time, just, you know, them coming by the office or, you know, leaving the weight room where you're just interacting with guys and, and getting to know them better. And, and, and it goes both ways. 
that time with our, our really our staff with their position, just getting to know those guys. And um, I think the teaching part, just trying to teach and encourage them and how to lead. I think that uh, that uh, kids these days don't really get taught. Okay, here's what leadership looks like. Here's how to lead. Here's step one, step two, step three. And then um, that that daily process. And so when really you're talking about when adversity hits, you want those leaders to step to the forefront and and lead your team and, and get through adversity. And so that daily, just, I think learning process, we've had a good, we've had a really good learning part the first couple months of off season, but, um, you know, with two months on and then two months off, then I I don't think anyone knows the implications of exactly what that's going to look like and the impact it's going to have when you do come back together as a team. Absolutely. What are some of the lessons that you've learned during this time, uh, both about being a coach and about being a husband, about being a father? Uh, what are some of those life lessons you're taking away from this time? Yeah, I think I think I've we've learned a lot just as a family because uh, really, as a coaching staff, we've had two months really without our families at all, and so complete separation from our families. And then you go back even further, you know, when we started in August into the season. And so you're talking five months where there's limited contact with your family. And so for me personally, it's just kind of been the reset button on just the impact. And I have a seven-year-old and a six-year-old and they're in the most moldable ages of their life. And so that daily just interaction with them, just going and, and playing with them, shooting hoops. You know, I think my son went through three different sports, three different seasons in one day, you know, where we were shooting hoops and, you know, throwing the football. And then, you know, he went and took some swings and, you know, with, with the bat and ball. So um, just the reset on the value and the impact that, you know, that, that you have on your, uh, on your family, just being around and being, being a leader and being a rock with your own family. I think hopefully a lot of us are learning that, um, that spend so much time away from our families. Um, and, uh, the value, I just, you know, that that's what's with your own kids and your family. That's what's going to, you know, mold the rest of their lives. And so the time we're away from our team, maybe we can, you know, really put all that effort and energy into just, you know, molding and, and shaping the lives of our, our, our little ones. Okay. Do you think that is the lasting legacy of this whole thing is getting to football coaches, getting to grow and spend time with their families? I think so. I think, I think the lasting implications are, should be just (laughs) what's important in life. What are the important things in life? And for me, it's been, you know, kind of a reset on your family and a lot of people, myself, your, your, your faith and what, what that means. And then, um, and then just, you know, appreciating others. And, you know, there are a lot of people that are just working tirelessly right now to try to, you know, get this, get this virus 
contained and keep it from spreading. And so um, I think just an appreciation, it's hard to do something right now um, for those people, but just, you know, my wife has done a great job of teaching our kids, you know, Hey, let's take time to write a letter, a physical letter and how much other people appreciate those little things in life. And so I think those are the last thing, hopefully those things will carry over once this passes through and we get back into our normal routines and we can find ways to be so much more efficient at work that, um, that we allow for this incredible time of, of family growth. Okay. Um, when football returns in September, what is your message to the Cardinal fan base? Um, I, I think the message to the fan base is going to be, um, the biggest thing that I think the fan, the Cardinal fan base, uh, needs to do and realize is show, show up for the, for these young men, you know, um, first and foremost, we're going to do, uh, our best job to put the best product out on the field, you know, and, and really, God, they, they want to see a team that plays together, that plays with incredible uh, effort and really a team that we want to create a team that that doesn't beat themselves. And that plays, you know, offense, defense, special teams, really complimentary football is what we're going to try to play. We're going to try to play for each other. And if, if the fans show up, that's what they're going to see. And you you do that and you don't, you know, you look up at the end of the fourth quarter and you see what the score is. Um, but you're not always looking up there at the score. You're all you're, you're looking out on the field and you're seeing how hard guys are playing. Are they playing together? Are they, uh, you know, are they playing together as a team? How are they reacting to adversity? And to the fan base, I hope hope they can show up and stand up and be excited and, you know, be excited about Lamar University and the, the impact that this university is making on uh, the Golden Triangle and Beaumont. Okay. Well, now let's turn to a little bit more lighthearted stuff here. Um, I've got two more questions for you. First, what are you doing when you're not working? How are you keeping entertained? What are we doing? Oh, man, we un unpacking boxes. That's probably mm -hmm. the number one thing. But going on... I think the, the, the coolest thing has just been going on these family walks where our kids are riding bikes and my wife and I are jogging and run, you know, walking and jogging and just going, just spending this meaningful time together. That's been the, that's been the best part of it was jumping on the trampoline, you know, together as a family, but um, that's been fun. Just, you know, enjoying, enjoying this time together, you know, reading, reading a book, you know, hanging out and, you know, reading, reading a story before they go to bed. That's, mm -hmm. it, but the time it it's, goes fast. I mean, you think you're not going to be in your office, but you come into your self-made, all of us go into our self-made offices and you think the time's just going to drag and you look up and it's noon, you look up and it's four or five and uh, it go, it goes fast, but we're, we're having fun. I mean, we're, we're finding these enjoy. We, I even bought a, a rope to hang from one of our tree limbs so that our kid, you know, we can go 
yeah, another adventure, just trying to create these adventures for our kids. Yeah, absolutely. Well, my last question for you, we've asked uh, pretty much everybody that's been on the show with us. Um, we had Marco say Nutella. We, we heard uh, Tick Price say ice cream. Um, what is the one thing that you just have to have stocked up on in your fridge or in your pantry during this uh, whole social distancing thing? I, who that's, I, cause you don't want to say something that someone else has said. Sure. That, that's, that's an awesome, that's a really good question. I think the most common thing that we have, we've got more eggs than you can. I mean, we have a whole, I think we've probably got four dozen eggs sitting in our fridge right now. And that's, that, that's a, that's a food group that I think we eat every day, eggs and bacon. Or in turkey bacon, I think is my wife's healthy, so uh, she's very, very uh, health conscious. So sure. we, you know, as bo- I don't know if that's too is that too boring. Eggs? No. We 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 have a and then whenever mom buys ice cream, you know, she bought some uh, chocolate chip ice cream. Oh, mm. that last night I had a little bit of that. That was amazing. <laughs> cool. It was just really good. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Coach. Uh, we hope Cooper, you I want to say one more thing real quick. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. I just, you know, Coach, I, I just want to commend you and your staff. And, you know, I'm a little bit with this whole situation, I'm a little bit sad. The fans won't get to see um, how you guys interact with them in particular. And I know we had a lot of things planned for the spring and stuff like that. And I really hope that we'll be able to do some stuff when we get back. But um, I just want to thank you guys and make sure that the fans know, like, how personable and how, how, how many great things that you guys were planning on doing with them and um, trying to get to know this community as well as possible. Yeah. If, if you don't mind, uh, I, I do want to say we, we've had, we had probably six or seven things for this spring planned out. We had, mm-hmm. uh, we had a letterman crawfish boil. We wanted to include all our lettermen the spring game we had events for kids we had a kids camp planned that was going to be free um and so we'll do all of this coming back next spring so i want to make sure everybody knows that um all these events that we had planned you know we had two junior days for our recruiting um we had uh you know multiple letterman events so all that's going to come back so we're going to do that and we're going to include the community and and you know, our, our, our students, I don't know if everyone's seen it, but our guys did a great job getting out and doing some community service. And, and hopefully they, the community realizes we're investing in the city of Beaumont and the surrounding areas. And, and hopefully they want to come out and they'll support, you know, and, and see that and support uh, Cardinal football. Absolutely. Well, you heard it uh, from the source himself. Please come out and support Cardinal football however you can. And hopefully uh, we'll, we'll be back in the swing of things in, in June for summer practice and that first football game coming up in September. Thank you so much for joining us today, Coach Morgan. Awesome. Yeah, it's, great to, it's great to chat with someone, someone besides your, uh, your staff and your family. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, Thank you guys absolutely. for having me. Thank you. Thank you so much. And that's been another episode of Chatting with the Cardinals. I'm your host, Cooper Welch, reminding you once again to keep washing those hands. Thank you.